What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. You're wrapping up the evening. You're wrapping up the festivities with your favorite trio all around. It is your Wrestling Inc. podcast here on Wednesday night. Going to talk about all things AEW Dynamite and whatever the hell else we want because we have the microphones and they're live and they're on. Happy to see all of you here tonight in the chat room. Happy to see you two smiling faces with me. Happy to everybody else listening to us out in audio land whenever, wherever, however. I am Justin Labar coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Being joined, as always, North O, the border from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He was a former WWE referee for over 20 years. He made counting to three cooler than Sesame Street ever could. He is the one, the only, Jimmy Corderas. 
Oh my goodness! Being cooler than Sesame Street that, now cooler that's an accom- that's an accomplishment. I tell you, that's, that's something else. You know, we were Big Bird, uh, Oscar the Grouch, everybody there. It, it, I guess it's better than being uh, known as Waldorf and Stadler, like Chimel and I were called for so many years. Oh, like I could that. see that. I could see that for sure. <laughs> I could see that for sure. And then rounding out the trio, she is down south in the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. We are just tripping, stumbling into the minutes until her birthday officially. She is our one, the only NYC Demon Diva. Issa, how are you tonight? I'm a little tipsy. I was having a celebration, you know, a pre-birthday celebration over on my channel. So I'm ready to talk some AW with you guys. My favorite Wednesday night boy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. All right, it's going to be a lot of fun here tonight uh, as Dynamite's having a little homecoming show is what they're calling it. Now, before we do this, like, normally we do news. We didn't actually have any news in our script. Something well, we did pop, something did pop up Twitter? on Wrestling Inc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, something did pop up on Wrestling Inc. Uh, report uh, that they aggregated that, uh, you know, this might, if, if it seems like I'm throwing you guys uh, on the spot, well, indeed I am. Uh, I thought it was actually <laughs> worthy enough to, to bring it up because it is there now. Uh, and this actually involves uh, the man uh, of many conversations lately, Chris Jericho. So I oh, guess there, I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's on Wrestling Inc. I'm just reading right off of it here. I'm not, you know. I'm, so I guess there was a, as many podcasts are, as they're talking about different things on the internet, whatever, whatever. Uh, Jim Cornette's podcast has been talking about some of the, you know, Chris Jericho and some of the tweets he's had and firing at lawyer Stephen P. New and this and that and NDAs and et cetera, et cetera. Well, I guess during one segment of Cornette's podcast recently, uh, Cornette's co-host Brian Lass had kind of vaguely alluded to an incident involving Chris Jericho in a previously in the past on one of Jericho's cruises, but he said that he couldn't tell the story, whatever, whatever. Well, now in this new report from Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net, this report seems to kind of give some specifics to that vague incident that was uh, being referenced, and that is on Jericho's cruise in 2020, his rock and rage at the sea part two, that apparently MVP, yes, MVP, Montel, Montavious Porter, as we would know him, MVP and Chris Jericho exchanged heated words, after which MVP apparently knocked out Chris Jericho. That's according to this, this tale, this report of what happened in 2020, and then it wouldn't stop there. Um, the report was also somewhat you know, corroborated by Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, who said he had heard the story while reporting on other issues between MVP and Jericho were, were reported. Uh, apparently, the two men also previously had an exchange on Twitter in 2021 uh, following the results of the U.S. presidential election. I do vaguely remember that. Then the pair had a run-in at a Texas hotel in May of 2022. The situation reportedly did not escalate into violence, but was described as very tense. Um, so, so, so just more, more drama making the wrestling world go around. Obviously, it's not new drama, uh, Issa, but um, you know, Chris Jericho is certainly the topic of a lot of spicy conversations lately. I can see this being a thing, like, I, I don't know why you will mess with uh, MVP to be honest with you. <laughs> like, that would be somebody that I would just not mess with, you know what I mean? Just giving his aura, I got to interview him a few times, don't mess with him. That's all I have to yeah. say. I mean, to be yeah. fair, I mean, I think I, to be fair, I suppose that Jericho is like, you know, stood up to Lesnar and Goldberg and some big guys. I don't think I don't think Jericho is necessarily. Uh, but I don't know, Jimmy. This is this was not the. Yeah. I was not expecting to hear this one tonight. No, I wasn't expecting it either. But uh, you know, hearing what you had to say and what was reported and what Issa said too is, you know, 
you talk about guys who you shouldn't mess with in the wrestling business. And, uh, you know, I've got names like uh, King Tonga and that sort of stuff. And, you know, certain names come out. The MVP is one that doesn't get mentioned a lot, but he is a bad dude. You know, not someone not to mess with. And in the wrestling business, a lot of time, there's a lot of verbal exchanges that don't turn physical. Yeah. You know, and maybe, you know, and Chris can, can, you know, Chris can poke, poke the bear a little bit sometimes. And maybe he poked this bear a little bit too much and, you know, and, and that, you know, consequences. Let's just say it seems like for what would have happened if he like really went at it with Brock when he was trying to like confront Brock? If he got knocked out by MVP, he would have probably been ended by Brock. Well, just saying, well, I'm just not, speculating here. I think I think supposedly the way it went though is that when Jericho did, uh, you know, voice his displeasure with Brock, I think there's a lot of people around, so I think no matter what, there's going to be some separation that's going to go on. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't let it go on mm-hmm. for a little. Like, let's say you're in that situation, Lamar. You wouldn't let like Brock beat him up a little bit before you try to stop him. That's what I would have done. <laughs> if I already am, am in the unfortunate situation of being within arm's reach of that, I don't. I don't want to break anything up. I'm not getting in the way of. of, of Thank of, you. That's what I'm saying. It's like, well, yeah, no, but just for my own, for my own safety, I'm not. I, I'm not getting in the way of Brock swinging at somebody. Yeah, trust me. I've been there to see, to witness a few things, and between guys that, like you said, he's a, uh, are big tough guys, and like Ju- like Justin said, I was hesitant to help yeah. separate because it was a, a very possible, uh, very big possibility that I could eat one. Let's put it that way: an elbow, uh, something, or a knee. You never know. <clears throat> Jimmy's like the divas start fighting over the gravy bowl match. I'll separate them. Yeah. When the dudes start trying to shoot on each other, have at it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Time I to get some help. In, hey, I never the, been those scenarios, Jimmy, but where I grew up, you just walk away and you didn't see anything. That's how it is where I grew up. Okay. Oh, but there's a lot of stuff that I have not seen. Kid, yeah. Unquote, I don't know what you're talking bro- about. Nobody K-Fair knows anything. Brother. I was all the way over there. Yeah, K-Fair, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see it. Well, we did see tonight's dynamite. Uh, yeah. So let's jump into that tonight again. Big thanks to everybody in the uh, chat, live chat. If you're doing that, uh, if you're watching us after the fact, or again, if you're listening to us wherever you get your podcast, we appreciate it, no matter what. Uh, this is AEW Dynamite's homecoming edition, as they're calling it. Uh, it's coming to you from Daly's place. Uh, they're, they're, of course, their amphitheater home in Jacksonville. Um, it's always weird when you see the show. They've been back to Daly's before since the pandemic, and, and crowds were all. You know, return and pandemic was lifted, but it, it, it forever on. Whenever I see shows that this is always going to make me get a little PTSD of of uh, of thoughts. But good to see a a packed crowd at Daly's place here to do this homecoming show, and uh, we kick it off with Hangman Page versus Claudio. And uh, I mean, it, it's a pretty straightforward match. It's hard hitting as you expect these two to have it. Uh, but finally, it's going to be a, a buckshot lariat from Hangman that's going to get the win. And Jimmy, I guess one of the biggest notes I have aside from this just being a solid match between these two was it was the match <laughs> finish happened. And that was that they let it breathe. Oh my goodness. Lisa. It's like, you're reading my mind. It's <laughs> you know, cause I'm always on here complaining about 20, 20 and 10, 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag, trying to cram in too much stuff. They, they had a good match. These guys really did have a good match. I enjoyed the match. Uh, and I thought the right guy won, especially it looks from where it looks like it's going, but they let, it breathed. They let the winner have his moment. They didn't have somebody come out and interrupt and want to be a part of it. Just let the people remember, hey, 
They had a good match. Hangman won. Let's 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 go with it. Yeah, because Esau was worried because <clears throat> Hangman wins, and we saw him get in the face again last week to swerve. So I thought for sure we were going to have all kinds of hoopla after this match. But no, they just let this first match and overall segment just breathe. Imagine that. A banger of a match. <laughs> a really good match between two names that you know and you like. A great way to open the show. And the match just happened. We had an ending. And we get a chance to say that was a great match and take it in. I was here for it. I love this <clears throat> match. These guys really showed off. They gave them time. I, I, I enjoy some of the spots. At one spot, Claudio just picked up Hangman like he weighed nothing. Mm. And I was like, that, that that's just like, it's incredible how easy he makes it look. And that's a thing that Claudio has always done, whether it was with WWE as Cesaro and now here. Like, it's amazing how some of the things that he does, he makes it look like it's nothing. Hangman Page is not a small dude, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he just picked him up like it was nothing and yeeted him. Um, also, I wanted to say, like, I get that you get PTSD, but I still like Daily's Place. I think it's the perfect size venue for AEW. It always looks packed. Like, it's such a good look. I like the way that the venue looks overall. Like, I enjoy the shows from there. But, yeah, this was an excellent opener. I have nothing to say other than it was a banger and it was great. No, real quick, let's let's talk about Daily's Place because, yeah, they, they, they and they've shot it this way before, but it's not the way they shot Daily's Place when they were empty arena during the pandemic. It is. It's cool because, like you said, it does kind of feel loud and it's and it's tight. Mm-hmm. It's intimate, so that is cool. It is a little tough to shoot from. You know, there's no excellent hard camera shot. This one's better than shooting just into a blank stage. This one, at least, you have the marquee of Daly's place and you see some fans. <laughs> it is a little tough on that way, but it is kind of a nice, I guess, shake up versus them in the arena every single week. Uh, I gotta say, and I don't mean this as I mean this. I mean it as a compliment. This match and the way that it was just a straightforward good match. Like, like we said, with no extra 20 and 10 in the first segment, let it breathe. And because the crowd's kind of right on top of them, it's tight. You know, the uh, the outside of the ring's tight, tightly quartered. This match and much of the show kind of felt like watching a really fun, high-octane just house show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as a compliment. Like, it, the, the, there wasn't extra bells and whistles or extra whatever. Like it, there, there, it was fun to watch. We had some stories, of course, that were happening and storylines that were advanced. But I was like, all right, this, this might feel like just a get to see like a little bit of an intimate house show tonight so uh it was a good start good te- good temperature uh taking start here for this homecoming show agreed yeah. uh they'll go into the mm-hmm. next match and segment for also more homecoming this one uh specifically to honor the memory of the late brody lee who died several years ago uh you know brody passed just before the new year so um you know just just passed his, his unfortunate passing the, the anniversary of his unfortunate passing so they would have uh orange cassidy preston vance who notable seeing preston vance he was uh, you know, a, a chosen one. Work work closely with with the late Brody Lee, Orange Cassidy, Preston Vance, Dustin Rhodes, and Adam Copeland, which I believe was a surprise. I don't recall them advertising this. So that was kind of a his music hit surprise. So those four baby faces up against Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Of course, that's being a big part of the Mogul Embassy uh, alongside uh, Lance Archer, who has Jake the Snake with him. Uh, so this again, whole match in honor of Brody Lee. Um, you know, a, a lot going on, a lot of traffic being directed. Ultimately, though, Preston Vance gets the win. He hits the discus lariat um, on Lance Archer in memory, of course, late Bertie Lee, which a right decision given, I think, Issa, the fact that, again, Preston Vance is the significance of the match. The only nitpick that I have, and I'd put it back to the first segment, we end the first match with the buckshot lariat. This ends with the discus lariat. Maybe tell Hangman, can you can you finish with something else? That way we can pay tribute to Brody and not have two finishes in a row. That's my nitpick just because we watch those things. But bottom line, uh, nice tribute 
to the late Brody Lee uh, in this match and the surprise of Adam Copeland. Yeah, I thought the surprise of Adam Copeland was nice. Um, I what what I really took away from this wasn't necessarily the match. It was the nice video package they put together for Brody Lee before they went on to the match. Um, may he rest in peace. It's somebody that you still it kind of shakes you that he's gone. There's like you know him, Bray, Jay taken so young in, in probably their peak. So it's crazy. I'm glad that they're still doing something to make sure they remember his memory because I really did enjoy his time in AEW and it was cut too short, unfortunately. So I really, really enjoyed and I really do think that AEW has actually stepped it up with their video packages. They they did a really good job at World's End too, putting video packages for matches I didn't care about. I'm watching these video packages in the pre-show going oh my god am i into this right now so you know maybe they're taking some notes because we know wwe are the goats when it comes to putting together video packages from a bunch of random footage i feel like AEW has been taking notes that Brody lee video package was impeccable well and jimmy how many to that to isa's point an observation how many how many weeks have we spent over this past few months talking about changes we're here and they've made in the production side additions mm-hmm. subtractions what have you so Maybe right. that is maybe that is a uh, you know showing off now here. Yeah, it is. It's starting to really show off here. I think, and like you, like Issa said, the video packages do make sense, and 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 they are uh, getting better because they, they feel more meaningful, and they you know, and they feel a little more creative as well too. They're not just your standard oh so and so is going to be so and so, and this is going to happen, and at this event, and whatever's going, you know. And as far as the match itself, it was a fun match. And it it did what it was supposed to do. It got the right guy over, uh, you know, having uh, Vance, you know, get the win was the right decision, like you said. And you look at it this way, too. It, he was teaming up with guys, big name guys, like, like you said, Adam Copeland. Dustin was in there, you know, and, uh, Orange Cassidy, who's over huge. And, and, and Vance gets the win. Gets the win on Lance Archer. Poor Lance Archer, the big guys. Lance Archer, Brian Cage, they let them all take the pins. But that's okay. And then, like you said, after the match, they let it breathe. They let the fans enjoy it, have a moment without a lot of gaga and aftermath. Let the winners enjoy their win. Yeah. Because it paid dividend later, and I'll explain that when we get there. Very good. Uh, Thank you, Shano17, for the love. So, yeah, so two matches in, very straightforward, but very enjoyable mm-hmm. uh, to the point and uh, point delivered. Uh, backstage, we have the Acclaim still pitching because, of course, they remember last week they were pitching how they've noticed in AEW, if you want to get things done, you got to be in factions. So they're still pitching to the Bullet Club Gold about joining forces. Uh, they pitched the name, Issa, the Bang Bang Scissor Game. Scissor Gang. Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it sounds like something you have to pay for, but Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Yeah, uh, it's a name. I, actually, I don't. I don't hate it. I don't think I hate it. It'll, it'll sell some T-shirts if they did it. It will. It will mm-hmm. definitely sell some T-shirts. What I was just happy about was to see the trios championship here. I have completely forgotten about it. There was a period of time where it felt like the trio championship was running this show, and it kind of like went away. So to see the acclaim show up with the pink titles, I was like, oh, I forgot they made those pink titles. I forgot they still have them. But overall, when it comes to what you asked, I, 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 I didn't hate the name, but. We don't need no factions. We need the trio's freaking uh, division to to come back and be alive because it doesn't feel like it's there's nothing popping there right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and that that would feel again like kind of the story of our bigger picture lives here with AEW and the, is 
you know, for X amount of time, this is the focus, this title, this whatever. Then it gets tossed right. to the side. And so that's that's kind of that's where we're at right now in the carousel with the trio titles. <laughs> Got to wait for it to come on back around. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. we'll see. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know if you have any thoughts on the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Uh, yeah. Sound like one of those 70s tunes you were rocking in the car. Uh, from town yeah, to town. yeah, and rapping to along with you know what I mean. It, 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 the Bang Bang Scissor Gang was something else back in my day, and I don't want to get into it right now. <laughs> Again, we like we said earlier, kayfabe brother. <laughs> that elevator only went to the top for certain people. Yeah, maybe save it. Maybe save it for a Sunday morning confessional. I don't know. Oh, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Brother, brother Hood and Brother Labar have to wash away the sins. All right, Samoa Joe's in ring. <laughs> He's got that AEW world title looking good. Mm-hmm. What a suit. A, in the suit. In a yeah. suit I love looking that. good. Says there's going to be a change of protocol. No more yapping on social media. You're going to submit to the committee championship, and then we're going to handle business out here. All of a sudden, here comes Swerve with his mogul embassy posse behind him. Swerve <sighs> comes out and says he took Hangman's spot last year, and now he'll take Joe's spot and take that title. Hangman then interrupts that, comes right out, Says in 2023, he lost sight of things. But in 2024, his sight is set on the title, and he's going to take it. All the while, he's talking about Joe's title, but his eyes are just locked on Swerve. Mm-hmm. So then Swerve leaves, Hangman leaves, and then enter Hook. The Hook signal yeah, appears because... on the ceiling. And here comes Hook, and Hook circles around the ring. And then he gets nose to nose to Joe, and he mouths one week. Next week, Hook and Samoa Joe. So <laughs> um, Hook and challenging, and there's been so much going on. This is going to, like... It's like peeling back a lot here. Um, Jimmy, Where's I'll my start... phone? I, I want to get on Twitter right now. Yeah, get on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, let's start with uh, just the overall intent and execution of the segment of the idea being Joe is, is is he's the hunted now, and here are several of the hunters coming after him. The, I, I, I was enjoying it up until the hook part. Yes, and I get it. They tried to make it sound like he was credible. And not to say that he isn't, but, you know, saying 28 and one and maybe, you know, the uh, he's got a title of his own, the FTW championship, blah, blah, blah. But it just it it didn't feel as intense. Like, you know what I mean? Especially coming out, you do the stare and you walk out. You don't say a word. You know, whereas, you know, with Hangman, you get some character, you get some presentation with Swerve. When he comes out, you get something from Swerve. And in both of those guys versus Joe, you're thinking, hmm, there may be a possibility. I don't get that same vibe with the Hook thing at all. Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to come back to you with Hook. Like, I'm going I'm to volley between both of you here, but I'm, I'm going to go to Issa first here. Mm-hmm. Go to Issa again after what you just said. Uh, Issa, your thoughts on the let's line up these challengers and have them all come out to the ring here. Do you not think Swerve coming out with the people that just lost the match hurt him? Because I do. I think yeah, he should have just yeah, came out you with Prince He just right, come out with a bunch of jobbers. How is that going to help you? It makes you look like you're scared. You need to, you need to have bodies behind you. Yeah, yeah, and the bodies that you have can't even win this match that happened a yeah. little bit ago. Like, yeah, I didn't like... I get it. I get it. That's his faction, but to bring them out with Swerve, maybe put the match later and put this segment first, but like to have them come out with Swerve after they just lost the match, it kind of just devalues Swerve a little bit. You have to strike where the iron is hot and Swerve is probably your most overstar based on what I'm hearing, based on the crowd reaction. So don't have him come out with the people that just lost the match. Not saying that him having his backup is a bad idea, just them coming out with him after losing a match. I just feel like you kind of go like, yeah, okay, come on, you know? 
Um, I did like, before we get into the hook thing, because I have things to say, but I did like Hangman Page coming out and saying, I lost my focus. Yeah, you're a former world champion. I feel like he barely talks about it. You know, he yeah. got himself involved in these other fields and you forget. Hangman Adam Page, if you go back and look at the story, not his title reign, but up to him winning the title was one of the best stories AEW has told. It lasted two years for this man to get to the title and win it. And for them to just kind of like fumble the bag with the title ring and then him just forget that he's a former world champ. There's only what, like five or six of them at this point. Like he's still a pretty big name. You can still capitalize on it. So I did enjoy Hangman getting getting his groove back and saying, I'm interested in being in the world title picture again. You are missing a lot of star factoring AW right now. There's a lot of people that are in the in the DL list, you know, like there's a lot of people that are injured. So why not take advantage of the ones that you do have here? Hangman Page, beloved by the crowd, former world champ. It is a great thing. I don't know that I want to see him in Swerve rehash things because I just don't know what you can do to outdo that Texas Dead match match that they had. You can't. You can't. Right. The answer right. is you can't. So, but him saying it's not about Swerve, mm-hmm. it's about the world title. I I like that. I was here for it. Right. All right. So the Let's challenge talk about Hook. Yeah, yeah. The challenger that we know that's coming first is Hook. <laughs> why? Um. Obviously, twenty-eight one apparently. Obviously, if you uh, against, follow, against who? If you follow to, Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> if <you> follow, <laughs> exactly. If you follow Tony Khan's t- Twitter, uh, not only did he hype up the fact why 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 he thinks it's important that Hook is deserving of this title shot, but had to go the extra mile to sh- to to, to uh, cry about the double standard and, and complain about how Jinder Mahal is getting a, a title shot against mm-hmm. Seth Rollins and how we have not I can just sum it up in one word. Perception. Mm-hmm. Visually, Jinder Mahal looks the part. Samoa Joe could like fart and he will blow Hook out of the ring. Okay? He doesn't even have to touch him. Even aside Visually, Jinder yeah. is actually bigger than Seth Rollins. Like, let's just talk. We're not talking records. We're not talking win and losses. None of that. Just visually. Right? Right, no, no, but even let's say this. You're right, visually there. But I'm also I'm talking also perception of like, look, look, yes, nobody believes, nobody's betting a single dollar that Jinder's beating Seth Rollins for that title. Or that it, it, it's just a match. Samoa Joe. Let's just talk about it. Let's be I, I, real. Yeah, I know Jinder's not winning, but the but but to shift it back over to Hook, I think the thing is, is like, as Tony's he has this justification of like, well, look at this great record, this great record, and and like you said, who has he beat? It's perception. He, most of his, you know, majority of his wins have been on Rampage or Collision, been on second and third level shows. You're telling me back in the day when when Raw had three tier shows, they had Raw, then they had SmackDown, then they had Sunday Night Heat. You told me if Crash Holly's winning a whole lot on SmackDown on Sunday Night Heat, the Crash Holly then needs to walk out and challenge Stone Cold Steve Austin as a serious competitor for the mm-hmm. world title. Like it's perception. Yes, yeah. Hook has beaten Wheeler Yuta or beaten four way matches that involve Penta. Hook and beat Wheeler Yuta, Lamar. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's pretty, it's just perception. <laughs> It's perception, and, and it doesn't help that he walks around carrying a fake ass title that's handed to him by his dad that nobody's ever actually like, that makes you seem even goofier as a child. And without, without making it getting into another argument, why are people comparing it to the Jinder Mahal thing? You know, especially your your owner. You know, the guy. Why you're putting you're putting you know the spotlight on the other company as well? D- don't even bother. Why just focus on your own company and try and do your best Jinder, to make this match make sense, which right Jinder now it Mahal, doesn't. But Jinder Mahal taking and uh the, the people's elbow 
is a bigger moment than anything Hook has ever done. You can yes. probably combine the views yes. that Hook has ever gotten yes. on YouTube, and it will not add up to the views that Gender Mahal taking that people's elbow got yes, right. on social media. It's like that's just a fact. Yes, and Jinder Mahal got, got a few strikes, a little bit of offense in on The Rock before that. So you're right. The amount of people that saw that segment, both on traditional means and through TMZ and everything else, yes, that is more people than, than have heard of Hook or anything that AEW is doing. So yeah. on that so, regard, totally. Shout out that. to Jinder with the with the W response on Twitter by just saying, who is Hook? Like, I was like, okay, you win. You win the whole argument. I don't care if he deleted the tweet. It was, it was genius. I don't think you should come after talent. I know we're not talking about that, but I don't think you should come after talent. I don't think you should have no. named gender by name. Like it's, no. it's just not a good look mm-hmm. because you, you can't, it's creative. You can't put the creative behind, you know what I mean? Like a, I don't think gender is going to beat set. I don't think hook no. is going to beat some more Joe. Like let's just right. keep it real. But I think like if I'm a casual viewer, which we all like talk about these casual viewers that are flipping channels. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm flipping and I'm watching gender go against set, I find that more believable than if I'm watching flipping on Wednesday and seeing Hook go against Samoa Joe. I'm going to be like, is this legal? Is this kid I think? Like, that will be my first thought. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, uh, it's like the, the appearances matter. Jinder Mahal might not be booked great, but I mean, he's in great shape. He loses the part. Like, I can see him. <clears throat> If I don't know anything about the product, bring somebody that should be in contention for the title. No, well, here's, no. And here, here's the thing. He lost the Jungle Boy. Here's the thing. I don't mind right now the, the deal being Samoa Joe wants to be this fighting champion and like and like you line up, you know, especially because MJF had fewer and far between title defenses. You know, I don't mind Joe taking a change of pace and like us having a rapid fire, a whole lot of challengers over the next two months until the next pay per view. Right. That said. Tony Khan, don't, I think Jimmy, you said it, don't make the comparison in a tweet. I don't care right. what you might have read somewhere else or what you think in your own thing of what, like, don't bring up the Jinder Mahal comparison. Once you do it, now you've just, you, you've, you, you should go up and say sorry to Hook. You should go say sorry to Hook. Because right. now you've overshadowed and distracted from anything that, may, any rub that he might have gotten out of this is going to mm-hmm. be just punchlines the whole way through. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it just more fodder for Twitter to to be negative about this whole situation as opposed to you know. Well, as Blue True says, Tony's oh. dad needs to put a parental lock on his Twitter. Also, <laughs> he put Daniel Garcia on a match against MJF for the AW World Championship. If we're gonna talk about wins and losses, I I don't know how. What has Daniel Garcia done other than hip thrust? Yeah. Yeah. I, again, all this did was harm Hook. Mm-hmm. And I, here's the thing: more we're, we're jo- I'm, I'm joking about how Hook has had. He's on the second or third tier show, and what names does he really beat? Strip that aside. I, I know that they, they pay for the music for you know, the music's over when it when it does hit. He's not the biggest guy in the room, but he's in the best shape he could possibly be. Mm-hmm. I mean, we no. really don't. I mean, they haven't done any promos. There's no, been no development there. But like, I, I don't mind seeing a growth of Hook happen, and I don't mind if Hook was like a random, just out of the blind challenger. You know the way they do a blind challenge, but 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 the but the moment Tony did this tweet comparing, just I think work. Hook yeah. has potential, and I think yes. he might get there. But if you have Samoa Joe out there in his suit with the new title, which he looks great by the way, I saw this the side place. I really like the new title, but you have Swerve come out, you have Hangman come out. Hook killed the vibe. And that is exactly why he's not at that level yet. When you maybe if Hook would have came out right away, it would have been different. But you have people that are 
people that I believe could legitimately contend for the world title in AW right now. And then you have Hook come on. It just feels like a joke. And especially after, you know, most of the people in that audience have read the tweets. Right. And and that probably was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. More he, people saw really... the tweet than they're going to watch AW. And, that, and, that's, and it's sad because that's what comes to their mind as opposed to, oh, here's someone coming out to challenge Joe. I, I almost feel like they should have Hook came out first because I also think having him come out after swerving Hangman also hurt the argument that we're trying to make over why Hook should get a world title shot. Yeah. One thing, too, as we got, one of you mentioned about how Hook came out and, and the way it kind of... One thing Hook did that I didn't like... As- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I did it. Um, this is again, it might be a nitpick, but I do think it matters when we're, when we're trying to buy into the perception of somebody being next level. A wrestler who I know was probably watching this episode tonight told me this years ago. Hook coming out and circling the ring for no reason. It wasn't, there wasn't no real, like he just came out, he circled the ring, and then he got in. And this wrestler once told me, they're like, come out. If you, if you have a shtick to do when you come out, like if you have something to do with the, in the intern, whatever, come out, do your shtick, but get in the ring and get to business. They said, especially unless you are larger than life and you have, unless you are something that like people need to awe and wow at, the longer you stroll around the ring is the longer everybody's sizing you up going, oh, I'm about as big as this person, or I could take them, or he's not that, it doesn't look that tough, or he doesn't sound that interesting, or whatever knock they're going to find on you. Mm-hmm. I got that, and, and, I, and I'm watching, and Hook's not the biggest dude, so the whole time he's doing I'm like, I don't like Hook doing this. He's he's killing his aura. He's walking around. He's walking past people that are twice as tall as him in the audience. Three quarters of the front row was taller than him. I mean, yes, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, Justin. It's a just, very a very decorated uh, main event headline worthy wrestler in WWE at the moment, who I know was watching tonight. Once told me that I never forgot that, and I just I mm-hmm. that popped in my head tonight when I saw Hook doing. I was like, ah, Hook, don't do that. Just walk right to the ring. Whatever. I hear. Anyways, you. Hook next week, Samoa Joe. <laughs> I'm sure Twitter will not be silent. I can't anymore. wait. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah. They got they get to follow Jinder versus Seth. Um, all right, maybe one of my favorite parts of the whole show is Tony Storm backstage, and <laughs> she's got uh, Mariah May who got hit in the face last week. She has, she has a chocolate for Mariah May's troubles, uh, and she's still looking. She's getting a meeting to meet and set up with this 
Diana Perazu. Uh, so she, I, I can't even do it justice. I try to do the recap. It's just so damn funny. It's so entertaining. Watch it. Tony, timeless Tony Storm. Again, probably consistently the best thing on the show. No, very entertaining. And, you know, I know you're going to hate it out there, people. This is the sports. This is the entertainment part of sports entertainment. She is so good at what she's doing. And, you know, the little things like, you know, uh, calling her Donna Palazzo, I think she said, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. It just she's she's gold right now. She is gold. Even though we're seeing her only in black and white, she is gold right now. Yeah, she is. Yeah, the, uh... I, I I love her. I love her so much. The 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 the, the way she keeps diminishing Mariah May. Like here, hun, have a chocolate. <laughs> I thought she said the other Russell kicked my head. She was like, have a chocolate. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. I I just pop. She's she's incredible right now, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm enjoying every time I see her. You just like automatically pay attention. And then and then as Renee's saying, and the newest women wrestler assigned to AEW, and she Wendy Richter, <laughs> she snaps her out. Oh, <laughs> Just so ridiculous. Yeah. So ridiculous. Uh, we actually do see Deanna Prazo later. Uh, she's going to have her first AEW match uh, this Saturday against uh, Red Velvet. So, Collision. Tune into Collision to see that. Mm-hmm. All right. Sammy Guevara up against Ricky Starks here. This is one half of the tag match we are going to see at Battle of the Belts this Saturday night after Collision. That is, if we needed more to happen after Collision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we got Guevara versus Starks here. Sammy's going to win. With a super kick that then he uh, then transitions transitions into an inside cradle on, gets the win. But then after that, Big Bill comes out to attack, and then Chris Jericho comes out. They leave the music blaring for him, and we have all out chaos. I wonder why Labar? Uh, why do you think they left the music playing? You have yeah, any idea? A lot of people noticing that on Twitter because last time Jericho was on TV, it was he was a, he was the baby face in a baby face match and was not not. Responded to as such. I thought we were watching a stadium stampede match where they leave the music playing for a little bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, look, they can't let the music play the whole time this Saturday night. We'll see what happens at the Battle of the Belts match. All right. Yeah, yeah they, they pin a champion on TV. My favorite mm-hmm. thing in the world. That was sarcasm. I know. I know. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, this Saturday, I don't, I don't expect Big Bill and Ricky to drop these titles. Do you? I don't, I don't expect it either. But the, the match itself, at least we saw it tonight, I thought was a good match. I know a lot of people out there are thinking, "Oh, we're going to get a bang. We're going to get that high flying, you know." I gotta say it, the twisting four fifty hammer phoenix splash and stuff like that. It, it, these guys had a good match and broke out the big moves when they needed to. And when you talked about earlier about a couple of matches ending with the baby faces without any extra gaga going on. The aftermath in this match worked because we didn't see five other matches before it having aftermath. So when they did it in this match at the end of this match and had them have their interaction, uh, even with the music blaring, it worked. It meant something. Great point. Yeah. Save it. Save it for when it means something. So that was our big uh, sell here. And Sammy and Ricky, you're right. It was a good match, but they didn't. They did not let all the tricks out of the bags. These guys go way back uh, to the days in the Indies together, so they certainly uh, know each other's offense very well. So they gave us a nice little sample. But all, the whole point again to be to uh, tune in Saturday night to the tag match. Right. <clears throat> all right. So we get a uh, eight man women kerfuffle of Willow Nightingale, Chris Statlander, Anna Jay, and Thunder Rosa up against Soraya, Ruby Soho, Sky Blue, and Julia Hart. Uh, this is going to have a lot of moving parts, as you would expect, with all the bodies out there. But it's going to finish with Ana Jay making Sky Blue tap. Uh, so 
we don't always get this for our women's match, Issa, but I thought, you know, eight women were getting out here. There's several stories and layers within it. Uh, your thoughts on who they decided to have in the finish for Anna J getting the win over Sky Blue. I love this match. I thought all the women, like, showed off. I thought Thunder Rosa was a big highlight. Like, they gave her a couple of really good spots, which is amazing to see because we really haven't seen her wrestle. And if you're not paying attention to the other shows, you wouldn't even know that she's back. So I was happy to see her here. I was happy to, it was so funny because she wore the yellow gear. So she stood up because everybody decided to wear black. So it was like, I'm here and you're going to look at me. Um, they did that that spot where everybody was involved, the four women suplex. Like I, I really popped for it. I, I hated that this was at the same time that they typically put the women because it really made me see how much talent they have in their women's division. And if we just spend some time building some stories, you could really take, like a lot of the time on some of your shows to build some stories between between these women. I was a little puzzled about when Anna Jay became a baby face because they had her in the good guy corner. But I probably because, I think I think again she was another one like uh, Preston Vance, nice. Brody Lee, right. Brody Lee. December. That's right. That's right. Oh, yes. So in, in regards to that, I was willing to like look past storylines and all that tonight when it came to the Brody Lee's like tribute matches that they did. But Anna Jay getting the win here is great. I think she's a great talent. But overall, I actually really enjoyed this women's match. I enjoyed the talent in the ring, and I wish they we could see more of them. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy, your thoughts on this uh, women's eight man? No, I could. I, I, I agree a lot with what uh, Isa had to say. My only issue is this match felt like one of those situations where, you know, hey, we have all these women. What do we do with them? Okay, we'll put them in an eight person match because we're having one earlier in the show. So let's have one with the eight women. And yes, they have a stacked women's division. It's just, they don't, uh, again, uh, I've said this before, Justin, you've heard me <laughs> how many times? They just don't have. Enough stories for them. They don't give mm-hmm. them enough time on television. Uh, they don't get showcased on the main show, which is the Wednesday night show. You know, you see Rampage, you see some stuff on on Collision, but Dynamite is your main show. Let some of these women that have personalities, other than Tony Storm, yeah, shine a little bit. Right. <laughs> Sorry, so I just saw your uh, your gift from tonight. Your uh, tits up, chin out. <laughs> <laughs> and watch for the shoe. Watch for the shoe. That's mm. funny. All right. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, this definitely was just a reminder. I mean, they have here, here's eight women right here, all eight yeah. who, you know, there's something interesting about each of them, and we know a little bit about each of them into some capacity. So, you know, what's I'm, the what's the answer here to get more? Yeah, I'm waiting for the tweet for those of you out there who say I we don't showcase our women enough. Here you go. Don't, 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 <laughs> give, don't give me any ideas. <laughs> but speaking of showcasing, I did enjoy that Julia Hart got a little bit of the longer entrance, kind of like a showcase entrance because she is the one champion going into this match. And she got a couple, I, I felt like she got a more spots. Like she really has been showing off and like she's really has grown on me. Like I really have been enjoying what Julia Hart has been doing with the TBS title. Thank no, you. I, yeah, I think she's, she's, I think by most people's accounts, she's probably the most improved or just most in terms of booking stature just mm-hmm. has elevated um you know where she was from being you know kind of a shy little what, teen, uh, cheerleader gimmick to yeah you know, i mean now she's <clears throat> you know she's she's a she's a dark leader in the cult <clears throat> so right, right. all right roderick strong and the rest of the uh, undisputed kingdom out there it's roddy versus brian keith <clears throat> brian keith's been a semi-regular on AWTV, still has yet to get a win so that tells you what that's going to be here it's a squash match basically with roddy getting the win 
And then after the match, I will spare the recap because Adam Cole got the damn exact same promo as the week prior. He ran through how <laughs> Roderick should be – basically, Roderick's already international champion. Mm-hmm. Taven and Bennett are ROH tag champs. And Warlord needs to be world champion, and we are going to win the world title. It was almost verbatim the same exact promo as the week prior. I'm not sure what was going on here. Who are they feuding with? Well, they're going to go after all these titles, apparently. Everybody. No, this was bad. This was bad. Warlow in the background just makes me want to punch the wall. Um, Adam, I don't know who he's feuding with. They need to just let this go. They need, they need to let this If Warlow was going after the world title, why didn't he come out by himself and interrupt Samoa Joe in the midst of Swerve and, and, and Hangman Adam Page instead of Hook? Give me that instead of hook you know what i mean like i think that maybe i think this was i think in theory this was going somewhere and i think that with mjf and adam cole both being injured we're never going to accomplish what this was originally said to accomplish and i'm not sure Mm -hmm. that i'm going to be able to buy it if we're getting the same thing every week well the only thing that the only thing that adam cole did not repeat in his in his uh promo tonight jimmy was Mm -hmm. that last week he had said something to the effect of Warlow's gonna earn his way. He's gonna like he, he alluded to how Warlow's not gonna go right to the front. Like Warlow's gonna like take the path, like basically saying it's not gonna happen like next week. Like, how you know? by standing in the background? You don't earn nothing doing that. Well, and that also is like a very un. Here's a group who just attacked a bunch of people for two months and threw them through glass. Right. Go go, go get your damn world title if that's what you want. Exactly. It, it just. Uh, I, I think I said it last week too. Or uh, you know when the when the people were revealed. Uh, obviously, you know, Adam Cole with the uh, taking off the devil's mask, but his cohorts, you thought, you know, Roderick Strong and the boys. But when Wardlow was revealed as one of them, I, I just said, this is a bad decision. Whoever made that call made a bad decision. Wardlow just got Wardlowed again. If, if, if uh, you know what I mean, it's just... And you- and you know what, Jimmy, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, no, go ahead. they are working with Samoa Joe. There's such an easy way to say why Warlow's holding back. Maybe the deal you made with Samoa Joe for Samoa Joe to win is that you're going to let him get a few wins as champion. There could be something that you're saying that will not make me go, why is Warlow not interrupting Samoa Joe? Based on what Adam Cole told me last week, and he told me again this week. Right, but you have people that, in my eyes, and the way that Warlow, and you guys know I love me some Warlow, but the way that Warlow has been booked, he doesn't come anytime before Swerve or Hangman at this point. Yeah. So, like, make it make sense. Make say that you made a deal with Samoa Joe that you're not gonna go after him quite yet, and Warlow is still a henchman for now. But when the time comes, he will go for it. Again, there you go. Reasons. Give me reasons. They never did explain why they helped. Samojo in the first place. They did and business with him, but we don't know what the deal was, right? Well, they, exactly. they did, I, th- I think they did business because they wanted to get MJF lined up. Right. Well, I get that part, but at the same time, it wasn't like told to the I, audience. You know, it's left for us to figure it out. Oh, now we got to figure it right. out. Right. Or, 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 or let Taz and the, or, and the commentating team, uh, the announce team, explain it to us. And I, you I lo- tell us early in the show that there's basically already three people ahead in the line, mm-hmm. right? Because Swerve came out, Hangman comes out, sh- Hook. Hook. Hook is getting a shot next week. So, so Hook like, is in line ahead of, sorry again. Warlo- Warlock could walk yeah, yeah. by and Warlock could walk by and shove Hook into a dumpster. Uh, and just, and, and, no, and, and no, take no, a, not according to Tony and, and take And take his lunch money. <laughs> <clears throat> his bag of chips. 
I, I don't like I love you know I love Adam Cole personally. I don't there's nothing more like you're the big bad devil and Adam Cole can cut a heel promo, but you're the big mm-hmm. bad devil, but yet you're sitting there in a walking boot and obviously it limits you and you're walking slower and they gotta open the ropes for you. Like put this guy on a throne backstage and pre-tapes or something, but don't have him out there being a devil when he's when he can't when 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 he could not beat when he couldn't beat somebody in a in a in a in a sprint. I thought the on stage thing, like on in the ring thing, was last week just to get the explanation right after World's End, and that's what we move moving to backstage and him directing his henchmen to do whatever they needed to do. Mm-hmm. I I just I, again I really do think that maybe if if Cole and MJF would have not been injured, maybe this would have been going in a whole different direction and we'll be in for a ride and they're trying to ride it out and see what we can do with what we started. Mm-hmm. But I, there's a part of me that's always going to have the what if. What if Cole would have not gotten injured? What if MJF wasn't banged up? Where would the story have gone? Because I feel like the original intent was completely different to what we're getting right now. And it shows. I feel like mm-hmm. it's showing. Well, uh, we know we are riding out to, and that is the start of March when we have Sting's final match. And here we go, the Tornado Tag Match for the main event tonight, Falls Count Anywhere. And uh, Jim Ross says it on commentary, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. He even says, we don't got to bitch about officiating this one because there are no rules, basically. <laughs> that popped me bigger than anything tonight. And when I heard that, it, anyways, I even wrote it down before Jim Ross made the comment, oh, it's a tornado tag match. Insert obvious joke here. <laughs> <laughs> Insert obvious joke. Well, Rick Flair is out there <clears throat> leading the charge with Sting and Darby Allen up against Hobbs and Takeshita, who are led by Don Callis. And like we said, they, they, it's everybody just immediately goes all over the place, fighting all over. Um, Flair delivers some chops to Hobbs at one point. But then the finish is a Sting giving a scorpion death drop to Hobbs off of the stage. They have two rows of tables set up. They miss the row, the row of tables nearest to them. They do hit the one furthest, but I still watched Sting's head smack against the ground. Uh, made me nervous there, but that does end up being the one, two, three finish. Sting and company gets the win, pinfall, and the victory here. First off, just before we get to what happens after the match, just to the match itself, Issa, if I, if I got 60 something year old Sting and we have already, and, they got, and the tickets are moving great, they are almost sold out. They always have a sold-out house for this pay-per-view in March that they're, they're building around his last match. I am not having him going out there doing a bump where you are taking a blind back bump into tables, which he didn't even – the one he did hit, he didn't even hit in the center like he should have. He hit more to the I side. I just said that. I was mm-hmm. muted, but I said they missed the first table completely. Missed the first one, but then where he hit the second one, he hit more to the sides where the bracket where, and the legs right. are. And then mm-hmm. his head smacks against Save the back. Save those spots for Darby. Darby's the one willing to do all this randomly. So what, happens, like, what happens? What I, I don't know that I would even have him wrestle that much. Well, have him. No, this is the perfect match to have him wrestling because you can, you know, he can fight all around Daly's place and just punch. That's an easy right. disguise. Right. Easy disguise. Right. Don't have him take this bump. What if he gets concussed Great. and he can't exactly. do your match? All of a sudden now, are you refunding all that, that entire arena sold out? Oh this no, we're right. gonna call, we're gonna call up and get a MJF to come. Oh, we don't have MJF. Oh, we'll call up and get a Omega. Oh, we don't have Omega. We'll call up and get Punk. Oh, we don't have Punk. What what are we gonna do if all of a sudden you can't have Sting as your main event in your next pay per view? And you, what are you gonna do? I, I don't know That's why they're the selling that. point for Revolution at this point is Sting's last match, and the exactly. tickets are showing you that people want to be there for this. So why not treat him like? 
put him and, in a freaking pedestal right now. Exactly. And and like like Justin said, this is the perfect match to have a lot of smoke and mirrors for him to get him over fighting through the crowd and that sort of stuff. And you can nitpick all you want about other little things like he he could have looked more devastating and stuff like that. But at the same time, right. why taking a risk like that when when they were lining up for this thing, I go, he's not really going to do this, is he? Why? There's no reason he doesn't need to. He, he I, I don't know who talked him into doing it. It's not like one more ticket was sold because of that spot. Exactly. Exactly. All right. And, so you, think, and you almost lost your your main your main main events main story for that paper. Your, your main attraction. Yeah. So Sting yes. and Darby, they get the win. Uh, then we get the post match interview of who was going to be your last match. Q the Young Bucks. Young Bucks, who we have not seen on TV. They they stopped doing their being the Elite Series. I haven't seen them on TV in a while. They come out, brand new, fresh look. Issa, they look like they just went to a corporate retreat, a six-week class on how to be executive vice presidents and dress for success. They did some you trust falls. Like they they, did, some, they did some SWOT analysis. They are out looking fresh, ready to be I EVPs. Like I don't like the mustache. I didn't like the mustache. I'm not. I'm not necessarily mad at this, at the booking of this. I think it makes sense. I think the young bucks are gonna take care of Darby and Sting. Yeah. I think they're gonna put on a banger. It's a tag match. A lot of people on socials were reacting weirdly, and I'm like, Sting was never gonna have a one-on-one match. Like he needs to be on a tag match. There's a reason why Sting has looked so good in his entire AW run, and that's because he's been on tag matches. He's being protected. Not tonight apparently. But up to this point, it really does feel like he's protected. I hate to say it. There is a lack of star power, a star of names that we know and care about happening in AEW. Seeing the Young Bucks come back, those spark, you know, it's going to get some people talking. I think the match is going to, I think the match is going to deliver. I do. I don't think that anybody involved in this match is going to let things go out in less than a stellar freaking match. And I think they're gonna put on the effort between the young box, between Darby and Sting himself. They're gonna make sure that this match is one one to be remembered. We just have to make sure that Sting can stay healthy up to Revolution so that we can get that freaking match. Uh, Jimmy, how do you feel about the <laughs> new look Bucks? And what do you think about what he's saying? How between them and how between them and Darby, they can carry the load to this match. Uh, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I do like actually, I do like the the new look Bucks. I just not sure about this. This pairing here, and I get it. You want to protect Sting as much as possible by having him in these tag matches. And why do you do stupid spots like he did to, that, that he did tonight? That it, it's kind of like uh, contradictory, so to speak. But uh, you know, that's that's the big issue. Who does he have his last match with? If he's a retirement match, you have someone like a Ric Flair out there with him, who's you know obviously he has a history with. You don't want to do that. He he needed help getting in and out of the ring tonight you know what i mean and, and that's scary in itself but to who benefits from this do you know what i mean who who benefits the most is it to try and help elevate darby allen in a tag match versus the bucks which i don't think bucks... supposedly darby's going to be going and climbing a, a mountain after this not too long yeah, after yeah and kick uh oh yeah, yeah kicking yeah, yeah. out when he falls off but uh yeah, who gets the benefit here? If he's climbing a mountain, if Sting is retiring, the Bucks don't need the rub, you know. So I, I I'm, I'm, I'm questioning here uh, the choice if they are the choice, 
Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a ruse. Maybe it's a, a swerve, bro. A swerve. Maybe it's a curveball thrown at us. I don't know. It's a wait and see for me. We'll see. What we'll get next week. Let me go through a few uh, comments. Uh, see a super chat. I'll get to here first. <clears throat> These are kind of from all over, so I apologize. That we're a little delayed here. Bear Hudson mm-hmm. saying uh, storyline makes no sense. Adam Cole's injured. MJF is out for months. So where is the payoff? This booking is a big right. cluster. The cluster F's we meant. Happy birthday, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's midnight in Puerto Rico, so it's official now. Oh, it is official. Ah, it's official. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Uh, Matt Presto. Opinions on this two-parter. The slap fighting spot being so overused in AEW, plus having Adam Copeland in a throwaway eight-man tag, no less than two months after him debuting, use the star power. All right. I I, I see his point, and I think that tonight I was willing to put everything aside because of what the match represented. Exactly. Um, but I, I do see the point because when I first saw it, do I do live watch alongs and when I first saw it, I was like, Why is he in this? And the chat let me know this is a trivial match, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I'm willing to look past everything and just enjoy the match for what it is. But I can see again if you don't know what's going on and you see mm-hmm. Edge in this match, it could it could be a little like, wait, what? No, I understand this point too as well, really quickly here. And but like I said earlier having uh, Preston Vance win the match when you have guys like Edge and Dustin and, 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 and uh, OC on, on, on the team helps elevate him, so, I think, anyways. Where were we at here? We had more. I'm going through all kinds of comments trying to figure out where we're going to go to next here. Uh, killer team and says, I thought the Bucks looked like extras from Miami Vice. <laughs> uh, Armando says, I'm with Jimmy. Seems like a waste for someone to get the rub. Uh, Bear Hudson. Uh, Bear Hudson, I'm here for you sending prayer. Oh, sorry. What happened to Bear? Well, now we oh. find out what happened to Bear. Bear, what happened? Wow. All right. We've got to find out what happened to Bear before we get off here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a, lot, a, lot, a lot of chatter. I'll try to keep a lot of chatter going on here mm-hmm. in the chat. Really appreciate it. So that was the wrap up of Dynamite. So now we we think we know it's going to be a tag match against the Bucks uh, in March. So we'll see. But hopefully we we'll get some more context next Wednesday. And then yeah, like I said, that Sting's match. He's done. If Darby goes away, like what's the heat going to be between now and then? Is, is, right. Are the Bucks going to get heat? Are they going to? Do you think we're going to get any continuation to the Bucks? Because last we saw them, they were throwing fits after they lost matches, and now they come back. Did they go to a retreat? Did they control their anger? Because I I need to know what they what yeah. was going on with them because the last that we saw them you gotta remember they were throwing chairs and fits and doing all of this so what happened wherever they went there was a dress code apparently <clears throat> yeah I they, I think they went to friends Ricky Salvador says young porn Starbucks <laughs> oh no <laughs> no comment. Uh, MDB AEW just needs to put Thunder Rosa on screen more. To be honest, agreed. No argument. Along with a lot of other the lady talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, very good. So uh, certainly, here's a good and bad as we talked about. You know, the, the, the show as I said earlier had like a, a, an, an intimate house show feel. That's not a bad thing. But we did get some storylines advanced or some things teased. So uh, we'll see where it goes. They are back next Wednesday in an arena. I forget where, but I know they're back in an arena somewhere. So right. we'll see what we get from that but uh aew got about two months to go until the next pay-per-view which is gonna be all anchored around sting's final match again tickets selling really well so if you have any interest to go there's like less than a thousand i think are remaining last mm-hmm. time i saw so unless they adva- unless they ex- add more seats you're gonna be right. watching it on pay-per-view at home 
Uh, that's going to do it tonight for our look at AEW Dynamite here on the Rest of the Big Podcast. Birthday girl first. Issa, go ahead and give your final thoughts and your your selling your selling points. Where can people can find you? Um, yeah, I, li- I, I like some of the things on tonight's show. I like seeing the Young Bucks come back. Um, I like the opening match. I liked everything with Samoa Joke. Um, somewhere on up onto hook. I need some answers in regards to Adam Cole and what's happening. I don't want to see the same thing every week, but overall, it was enjoyable. Um, you guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You guys can also find me on Lucha Libre Online. We do have Euphoria coming up with WWC. That's on January 20th. I think I'm going to be doing some backstage interviews, and that's going to be available on Fight TV, also Thriller TV now. You guys can buy it. We're going to have Matt Cardona. Um, Chris Angel, we're going to have um, Nick and Ryan Nemeth. So that's going to be a fun show. We're going to have formerly known as Dolph Ziggler fighting the OG Puerto Rican GOAT. And I cannot tell you how excited I am for that match because he was my first favorite wrestler of all time. So I'm super hyped for that. So you guys can find that on pay-per-view. I think that's going to be an awesome show. And you guys can follow me all across socials, NYC Demon Diva, especially over on YouTube. If you want somebody to watch your wrestling with, I'm your girl. Very good. Uh, real quick, Bear Hudson, uh, give us some clarity, saying thank you guys for the well wishes. My dad is suffering from respiratory heart failure and is undergoing oh. a heart procedure. Thank you, Isa. Well, love you, Bear. Our best yeah, we you always, Bear. We're always sending him love yes. over on my streams as well. You missed a super shot. Not trying to pop myself because of what the super shot said, but you did miss one. There we go. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paul, happy birthday, Isa. Yeah. Jimmy, final thoughts and plugs. Yeah, like you said, the little ups and downs. I talk about the little things. So there were a lot of the little things that were done right, in my opinion, and some stuff that could have been uh, some screws tightened. But uh, other than that, again, it was, it was fairly an enjoyable show. Just a little, again, I want to see where things are going to go next. And uh, you can always catch me here on Monday nights with Triple J, talking about Raw, and here with you guys uh, on Wednesday nights talking Dynamite. Uh, also on the Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner and RJ, who holds the glue together. Uh, this week we had the pleasure of talking to NWA World Heavyweight Champion EC3. Had a blast talking to him. A lot. That's awesome. So, uh, check it out if you can, and also check out my Reffing Rants. They are from Monday to Fridays. Uh, usually they are a critique, but so far this year in 2024, I'm trying to keep them positive for as They've long as They've been actually can. very positive, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to keep them positive for as long as I can. I know it can't last forever, but uh, for now at least. You he, know, spiked a little, he spiked a little Bailey's in that coffee. starting the morning off uh, on a fresh foot. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me, if you spike the Bailey's in there, then we'll get the critiques back. But yeah. anyways, uh, yeah, check them out. They're on, on my social media platforms. Very good, very good. And yeah, also, pre- sorry, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees t-shirts you can get. Uh, at Pro Wrestling Tees, you can get a referee t-shirt as well. <clears throat> Order them up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm at Justin Labar across the socials. Uh, of course, love being with you guys uh, here at Wrestling as well as Busted Open. Uh, we'll say, I told these guys, next Wednesday will be my last Wrestling Wednesday Dynamite regular show for the foreseeable future, just with the sh- scheduling shift of my life, with stuff with Busted Open and everything. It's just decision I had to make. Uh, had to make um, so we'll enjoy next Wednesday as the last one for a while, at least on any regularity with these two. But still, the podcast moves on, so make sure you still tune in here on Wednesday nights, Friday nights after SmackDown, Monday nights myself, uh, Jimmy and Jack, Tuesday nights the NXT podcast. So wrestling podcast still make sure you check out and again, of course, busted open. I'm on every Friday morning, spar with Labar, myself, Dave LeGrecca, Thunder Rosa, and then all three hours of our brand new Sunday show on Busted Open. Check out myself and Jonathan Hood. It is a 
great time because it is a catch-all of whatever happened Saturday night and whatever happened <laughs> the rest of the week. So uh, with big shows like Royal Rumble and all coming, it's going to make uh, me your favorite person to talk to on Sunday morning. That's going to do it. Thanks to all of you again. Happy birthday to you, happy Issa. Birthday, Issa. Ring it, it ring it in right, ring it in good. What's that, Audra? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Aww, thank you. <laughs> happy birthday! Do it right. Be safe. We love you. Thanks to everybody here. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, do what you can do, and we will talk to you next time here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Be good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.